began this spiritual journey, I had many resentments. I remember being around mentors who would say out loud, Today, I don't have to be offended. I was fascinated how they would so easily decide not to be offended. They were practicing a new choice of how to respond to life's struggles. I needed people demonstrating this around me. There is something powerful with teaching by demonstration. It's just the right thing to do, like Jesus did. Wikipedia defines resentment as a mixture of disappointment, disgust, anger, and fear. I began learning about resentments by seeing where I was resentful. I had to make a list of my resentments and talk about them with someone. My resentments were too many to list, so I used categories like teachers, police, government, life, the world. I got more specific with family and friends, people that I was close to. I was told to practice praying to God, a God I did not understand, to help me let go of resentments. It was very confusing. This seemed like a stupid idea to me, but my way of doing things wasn't any smarter. I surrendered my failing ways to try something new. I gave up my misery for the mystery. I surrendered my better ideas to do things I did not understand. I believed these people had changed and I wanted to know what they knew. And I knew that meant I have to do what they did. I remember repeating the serenity prayer multiple times just so I didn't hit someone. Restructuring habits is not a quick fix. It takes time and practice. I went through my early days guarding others and myself from myself. I didn't talk much because I had nothing good to say, and if I did speak, I would only need to make amends for it later. Early on, living more right with God was a regular practice of restraint. It was a struggle to reduce my participation with evil. I really hated God at first, but I did not know it. I detested mercy, meekness, and gentleness. I believed those were for cowards and the weak, and I did not want to be weak. I feared having any resemblance of weakness. The truth is, I did not know God. I did not understand good, nor righteousness. In fact, it wasn't for another ten years before I read descriptions about God and accepted them into my heart and mind as a way of life. I accepted these descriptions as God's instructions for me to live by more and more. These godly attributes began to reveal God's righteousness to me as I abided in them. When I saw God's righteousness was love, peace, patience, gentleness, and kindness, I felt afraid. I was impatient, still resentful, harsh, aggressive, and rude. My mind was trained against kindness and gentleness. But I saw and accepted that these traits were with God. I wanted to know God more. I decided to journey more toward these traits to learn the good in them. It's been a very slow-going process, but one that continues to produce very good results. The Bible doesn't use the word resentment. It discusses anger and bitterness. Ephesians 4.31 Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. The instructions say to get rid of it. We need to get rid of it. Get rid of our bitterness, our resentment, our anger, our impatience. We need to improve our tolerance of others. There are some forms of bitterness that can be socially acceptable, but still spiritually destructive. Just because others around us is okay with something, 
it doesn't make it okay with God. When I'm driving, I struggle with merge lanes. Not the lanes, but the drivers who try to race up and squeeze in front of me when I've already let someone else in. I hold my ground and do not let them push me out on these occasions. In these situations, my mind experiences discontent, bitterness, resentment. I object to their behavior and think about how wrong they are. I feel bitterness. And if they get by me and sneak in somehow, I can feel offended. Sometimes I react with anger. I might label them in my mind a jerk or rude. Bitterness happens. I've found bitterness to be unavoidable. Disappointment in life is unavoidable. But when it comes, we can learn how to handle it with grace, forgiveness, mercy, and patience. We can practice turning toward God for assistance in how to handle such things. The cause of the disappointment most of the time is my ideas are not in agreement with reality. Chances are that these drivers are like this all the time. They probably try to race up and squeeze in often. It's probably their normal. They are not doing anything different than what they do. I am insisting in my mind that they drive according to the rules of the road. And this is my error. In reality, not everyone follows the rules. In reality, there are always deviations of the norm. For my mind to better fit reality is to understand and expect there are deviations and that some of these people will live by different principles. They have different value systems. It has absolutely nothing to do with me. So I do not need to take it personally. If I persist with fault-finding, complaining, blaming, and arguing, I will stimulate misery, discomfort, agitation, disagreement, disappointment, and resentment. If I seek to promote peace, mercy, forgiveness, the outcome can be something far more comfortable and beneficial. Humility must become more important than my pride. Proverbs 14.10 each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can share its joy. I used to watch sports games and want my team to win. I would not only want my team to win, but I would get upset if they lost. I would feel disappointment, and I would associate with others who would laugh and poke fun at my team's mistakes. My so-called friends would try to rub it in. They'd try to push buttons. I came to believe that this way of living needed improvement. I decided to end this idolization of teams. I stopped associating with those who wanted to play this game and stopped watching sports. I didn't get angry and scream and break things. I would just feel tense and stressed. And my wife could sense it. It impacted her and our relationship. If my team lost, she'd avoid me. And I'd avoid her. I believed it wasn't living by spiritual principles. It was living to condone spiritual destruction. I chose to let it go. Doing so without resentment helped to improve my spiritual well-being. Jeremiah 4.18 Your own conduct and actions have brought this on you. This is your punishment. How bitter it is. How it pierces to the heart. Our own conduct and actions bring consequences. Our choices affect us and those around us. I need to assess myself for where I place my hope. 
Is it my sports team, a promotion, a shiny new thing or program to watch? Or is it peace and love with God? I can check my wants and desires and they will testify if I need to change direction within me. If I desire someone to suffer or hurt for whatever reason, then I'm the one that needs adjustment. I'm the one that has moved away from God. I'm the one that is fellowshipping with evil. I'm the one that is experiencing spiritual destruction. Hebrews 12:15. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. The goal is to live with love, peace, truth, justice, and all of God's righteousness. When I fellowship with God, I fellowship with God's goodness within my thoughts, words, attitudes, and actions. Vanity and pride are often culprits to promote resentment, fault-finding, blaming, and argument. I have been in many arguments with others where the battle becomes centered around my pride. I want to prove myself right. The goal becomes focused on getting others to see that I am right. Fear and resentment becomes the motivating principles in such cases. Humility, the way to God, can become distant and unwanted. Sometimes I realize I'm practicing evil and that my mind has already decided to keep God out of it. God is not desired. I think I've got other ideas that are better than God's. It's like I'm sprinting down the path of resentment, realizing I'm going the wrong way, and suddenly try to stop. But that would involve injury. In these cases, I need to simply slow down, get my balance, and turn back toward God. You see, bitterness happens. Pride happens. Spiritual battles happen. We need to really investigate ourselves with humility and truth. We need to compare our goals, desires, and methods to God's instructions. We need to give ourselves over to God's spiritually corrective ways. So many times I have humbled myself and made amends for my pride and my mistakes. It's never enjoyable, but it's always good. It always helps to build the kingdom of God. My relationships always improve, not necessarily the way I want them to improve, but always toward godly good. Sincerity, truth, humility, and willingness to serve God are absolutely necessary. Sometimes I can emotionally overreact. It's like a switch just flips. These such occasions were frequent in my younger years, but now it's rare. It can still happen. I have identified inward conditions that set me up for such reactions. When I'm overtired, hungry, rushed, or feeling pressured, I can experience a reduction in patience and tolerance. Two popular sayings I hear now and then is that we can make mountains out of molehills, or pole vault over mouse turds. For instance, if I'm getting angry at a pen because it's not writing and the ran out of ink or something, I may be overreacting. After all, it's just a pen. Resentments exist in different severities. There can be less threatening situations like having bad service, high prices, or long lines. And there can be more severe situations like betrayal or physical threats. Now, if we react to a more trivial situation with heavy emotion, as if it was a major issue, we may be making mountains out of molehills. 
If we get angry because of shopping carts, lines, traffic, sports, makeup, overcooked food, kids laughing too loud, missing our favorite show, video games, a spill on our clothes, or bad performance golfing, then we might want to check ourselves inwardly and make some adjustments. Being angry with these simple matters can seem we are out of line with God's righteousness. Does God want us to react that way? Anger applied to normal situations like this can have spiritual destructive results that we may not yet understand. Matthew 26:41. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Disappointments will happen, and we are to trust God in all things. Disappointments happen when we want results from life to be different than they actually are. We can have a disagreement with reality. When our inward reality disagrees with outward reality, there can be conflict. And if we insist that outward reality is the one that needs to be changed, we may be participating in what many call irrational thinking. Trying to change outward reality to fit our inward reality may be trying to play God. I have had resentments with things in life being too slow, like computers, internet, traffic, school, stock market, movies, church service, conversations, lines and stores, cooking food, kids, pets, wife, and the government. My resentments from these situations come from how I expect things to go faster than they do. I want things faster. My problem is not other people or things. It's the unrealistic expectation that people and things in life should be faster than they are. For years, I would argue with God about the pace of my spiritual development. God seems to always move so much slower than I want. The answer from God is to wait, have patience, slow down, and be at peace. Let go of the worries and expectations and wants and desires of the world and worldly things and material things, job status, pride. And to do that, I have to change how I think. Instead of thinking, hurry up, I can think of how to slow down and be patient. I can prompt myself to calm down and relax. My new message I tell myself these days is chill out and be right with God. Relax and enjoy God's goodness, the beauty of life. Here are some of the ways I think incorrectly. I can get resentments toward people with resentments. I can complain about people who complain. I can think I'm better than someone because they are so arrogant. I'd be more generous if others were more generous. If only everyone was as humble as I am, life would be great. It's so much easier to point out faults in others than it is to recognize my own and walk in the solution. I'm the one that needs to change. The truth is, God wants to help us, but we need to choose to be more with God in order for help to come. That means letting go of resentments, expectations, wants, desires, and practicing forgiveness and mercy in God's righteousness. We must care about others and ourselves. We must love, love outwardly, love inwardly. We have to love to be more with God. We have to increase our love and patience and peace to be more with God. 
Forgiveness and mercy is the goal. Resentment sabotage love. How can we love if we are resentful? One valuable lesson I learned was to pause when I become angry. In order for me to adjust my heart and mind with God, I need to practice pausing. I need to stop what I am doing and give attention to spiritual growth of good and righteousness. I first need to see where my thoughts are going. Then I need to bring into my mind thoughts towards spiritual good. I had to practice identifying my reactions to life when I felt anxious, tense, angry, impatient, intolerant, agitated. I need to start evaluating my thinking, what happened right before, what's going on around me. Here are some example situations I have experienced that have promoted resentment. Growing impatient or intolerant of others around me. Feeling hurried, rushed, or pushed. Other people mocking me or putting me down. Being treated unfairly. Being lied to. Thinking about others not doing their part. Things not going my way or the way I think they should. Thinking a lot about me. Worrying about what other people think about me. When resentment comes, I can feel tense. Heart rate can speed up. I can get a burst of energy or adrenaline. I want to get away from people. I can raise my voice. Rationality is sacrificed. I can say things I don't want to say. And relationships can get damaged. My image and reputation can suffer. My soul will experience hurt. I can pause, take a break, and pray for strength, patience, and compassion. I can pray for an open mind. I can evaluate myself to see if I am willing to be changed. I can try to see good in others. My mind needs to grow peace and love within me. I will need to choose to think about God's righteousness and bring my inward self more toward it. When I began my journey in transformation, I was directed to make a list of my resentments and to confess them. This is not something to sit on or postpone. We need to get at it. Motivation to make corrections can fade quickly. The right time to do it is now. Always now. It took some investigation to really understand the impact of resentments. But I had to be attentive and get writing. Sometimes people will ask how to start. And I will simply tell them to write down whatever comes to mind. We list the situations and people we have resentments with to help us better understand our inward condition. We can learn more about ourselves through this process. The resentments do not have to make sense at this point. We just need to get it out on paper. The things in life that irritate us and the disappointments that still bug us. Whatever has happened in our past that frustrates or agitates us at any level ought to be considered to write down. Conversations with a helpful mentor or guide will be very beneficial. I had to look carefully at how resentments affected myself and my relationships. I had to understand that my own perception, interpretation, assumptions help develop resentments. Resentments can exist within complaints. I was instructed to stop fault-finding, blaming, and arguing. I needed to learn how to move from problem-focused thinking towards solutions. Whenever things don't go the way I think they should, I'm to seek God for guidance. Thy will, not mine, be done. When agitated, I first see if I'm thinking a lot about me, my wants and desires. Then I can humble myself and seek to serve and trust God. 
I was taught to make a list, listing people, places, and things I had resentments with. Whatever it is in life that has brought disappointment that I have yet to settle and resolve with forgiveness and peace, it's best to begin with the big ones and over time work our way through the list. We spend some time, not too long or short. This process is not something we need to do one time and never visit again. This process is something we ought to practice whenever we get resentments. The goal is to be at peace with forgiveness in our heart, mind, soul, and interactions with others. The second part of this making the list is to describe what happened. What was done that brought disagreement or hurt? Since disagreement or disappointment happened, what were my expectations that were not met? Did I experience envy, pride, vanity, fear, greed, sloth, wrath, or gluttony? Was I participating in passive aggressiveness, being condescending or dishonest? Was my conduct instigating in any way? Was I thinking about God's righteousness or how to act in it? Or was I thinking about myself and my own desires? We need to get all this down on paper and thoroughly understand the spiritual truth of our perception, beliefs, practices, preferences, and faith. Was our faith about self-serving or serving God? We ought to begin our day with prayer to help set our minds toward God. Getting our minds set right with God is the best way for us to start our day correctly. Beginning the day thinking about our own wants and desires can be dangerous. Self-seeking and selfish ambition are not part of God's righteousness. We need God's righteousness inwardly for godly good things to come. At the end of each day, we can evaluate ourselves for thoughts and feelings. We can explore if we had any resentments. Did we experience disappointment? We can recall if we had conflict with anyone and if there was argument. We can write down how we responded and if we may have hurt someone with our words or actions. Were we raising our voice, trying to control, impatient, intolerant, condescending? or passive-aggressive? Did we sabotage love, sincerity, gentleness, kindness, or compassion? If so, we can begin praying to God to help us to improve. It's always helpful to collaborate with a mentor on how to improve. 2 Corinthians 10.5 Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We're to have our thoughts obey Christ. We're to have our thoughts obey the teachings and demonstrations of Jesus. This is to become a regular daily practice for us. It is to never be about perfection, but instead growth and improvement. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Mm -hmm.